Hello, everyone. Welcome to Biz Bites with Technobird, where I will be unraveling the mysteries of the online business world and helping you to soar to new heights. I'm your host, Carly Plowman, but you may also know me as Technobird. With a decade of experience under my wings as a website designer and SEO specialist, I've had the pleasure of guiding countless business owners across diverse industries, crafting clever, creative, and custom websites packed with SEO punch to developing tailor-made SEO strategies that make them stand out in the digital jungle. I'm here to help you spread your wings and take flight in the online world. Biz Bites with Technobird isn't your average podcast. It's a hub for decoding, deciphering, and dominating your online business. Get ready for a feast of topics from website optimization and SEO tips to nifty website tips and tricks and the ins and outs of running an online business. Oh, and let's not forget the fun. We'll dive into juicy debates like which website platform is best, explore social media SEO tactics, and chat with remarkable women in business who are making waves in their industries. But wait, there's more. I'll be bringing you interviews with folks who some might see as my competition. Because hey, in this aviary, there's room for all kinds of birds to spread their wings and fly. So buckle up and get ready for a wild ride. I'm going to wing this whole podcast because that is what I'm all about. But you're going to get some of the latest insights, tips, and maybe even a surprise or two. After all, that's what makes life in the digital nest so exhilarating. Thanks for joining me on this adventure. Now let's dive into today's episode and start soaring towards online success together. Welcome to episode one of Biz Bites with Technobird. I am so happy to be finally recording my first podcast episode. I have been wanting to start my own podcast since 2020. I thought a podcast was going to be my COVID lockdown um project. (laughs) And you know what? It just didn't happen at the time. I got really busy with um, work. A lot of work came in for me in COVID because, you know, everyone was wanting to either jump online for the first time or start their own business, um, whether they had been, you know, let off from their job or they needed extra income, um, or they had an online presence, but maybe they hadn't spent too much time on it or they wanted to improve things. Everyone was coming my way, wanting my help. So the podcast got put on the back burner um, so that I could help as many uh, business owners and clients as possible. So we're now in 2024 and here I am finally recording my first episode. So I am stoked to be finally getting the guts to do this. Um, I have been on a podcast episode um, or I've recorded plenty of podcast episodes, I should say, with so many amazing other podcasters, um, including Suze Chadwick, Rachel Reader, Nikki Hamilton, um, so many. Uh, and I really love being on a podcast. I love talking. I love educating and mentoring and diving into really um, tricky topics sometime and sometimes and helping people to decipher problems that they might have in their business and simplify, you know, SEO. That is a big mission of mine in my business is to make SEO and website stuff less scary and more doable and also show you how SEO can be a real superpower in your business. Um, So that's what I'm all about. But today I want to talk about something that comes up in my business a lot with clients 
Um, and it's about bare minimum SEO. Now you're going to have to excuse me if I say a lot of ums, because I will get better at this podcast thing as I go along. So let's get stuck into what are some of the bare minimum SEO things that everyone should be doing on their websites? Because let's face it, SEO can be a really scary topic for people. There are so many different branches to SEO. Um, and I particularly niche into on-page SEO and website optimization. Um, so a lot of my content will be around, you know, on-page SEO um, and website optimization topics. And bare minimum stuff is things that everyone should be doing on their websites at the very least. So let's get into it. Number one is keyword research. So we want to identify relevant keywords and phrases that are related to your business, your products and services uh, using tools like Google's Keyword Planner or SC Rankings Keyword Research Tool. There are so many keyword research tools out there. Um, SEM, SEM Rush and Ahrefs um, also have some good ones. And yeah, it really just depends on, I guess, budget and what you need. But keyword research and making sure that you have the right keywords for your business in your website where Google and humans need to find them is one of the biggest things you can do for your website if you are wanting to get found on Google and to reach your target clients and customers online. So we want to make sure that we target keywords with a balance of search volume, relevance, and competition. So making sure that we are finding keywords and search terms that people are actually typing into Google uh, and looking at how many times a month people are looking for those certain search terms, uh, the relevancy of those search terms, the intent behind the search terms, um, and we also want to have a look at what our competitors are doing because at the end of the day, Google rankings and getting found on Google and Bing and all the other ones um, is about ranking as highly in Google search results as possible and beating our competition. Like it literally is a competition, whether you like being in a competition or you're competitive or not, that is the point. We want to be uh, as visible on Google search results as possible and as high up the rankings as possible because the higher up you are, the more visible you are and the more clicks you're likely to get to your website from search results. The more you drop down those search result pages, the less likely, likely you are to be visible and get those clicks to your website. So that is why keyword research is super duper important to do properly and have them in your website where Google needs to find them. Number two is on-page optimization. So this means making sure that your page titles and meta descriptions and heading tags are all optimized and have your target keywords in them, but also that they are um, eye-catching enough and they provide some kind of wow factor or instantly resonate with your target client or customer. And then there are other things that you need to be doing, like making sure all of your URLs um, are friendly. There's no, um, there's no like copy of in your URLs, which is a big Shopify 
um, SEO issue that I see, and I'll be doing another whole episode on Shopify SEO at some point. Um, and making sure you don't have things in there like um, symbols and numbers and things that just don't need to be in there because Google needs to be able to read your URLs really clearly so that they can understand what it is that your website pages are about. Then there are other things like making sure that you've got your keyword in your content. Um, I like to put keywords in the first 100 words on each page. Um, and sometimes when you bold them or underline them, it can help them to stand out to people more. It's not an SEO thing really to do that, but a human thing, yes. Uh, and I also like to put keywords in um, the last 100 words of a website, of a page on your website, because usually people will skim your website content rather than read it because they do not have a lot of time. They're there to figure out if you are the right person for them, if your services are what they're looking for, if the product that you sell is what they're looking for in a really, really quick time frame. So they're going to skim your pages to figure that out first and decide whether or not to stay or leave your website. So making sure that you have those keywords in the first 100 words as well as in your main headings on your page will help people to make that decision. There are other on-page optimization uh, tick boxes that you need to tick off, including image optimization. So making sure that your images are of good quality, they're relevant to the business or the product or the service or whatever it is that your, um, your content is about on your website making sure that the file sizes are nice and small because the larger your file sizes are, the more space they take up in your website. And the more space they take up means they take longer to download when somebody lands on your website. And we don't want to make people wait for our content to download because they will exit so fast. Um, and then we also need to make sure that our images are optimized with alt titles and alt titles are descriptions of your images. And these are really important to put your keywords into as well because we can add lots of keywords into image alt titles. Um, and also for people who are vision impaired, who can have a screen reader and have those images read out to them so they understand what it is. Google will look at your image alt titles as well to understand what the image is and how it's relevant because they don't have eyeballs. So they have to look at the alt title to get um, an idea of what that image is and how it fits. The third minimum SEO thing you should be doing on your website is having high quality content. So this means creating valuable, relevant, and engaging content that addresses the needs and interests of your target audience. Regularly update and add fresh content to your website to help it uh, help keep it relevant and authoritative and aim for comprehensive, in-depth content that provides value and answers users' questions. I don't really feel the need to go deeper into that because I reckon you have been smashed with this kind of advice from all angles at how important high quality content is. Um, whether that is you work with uh, a copywriter to help you write your website copy or your about page or your sales pages or your email opt-ins, um, your blog posts, or you do it yourself the quality of your content is so important because again, people are going to base 
the quality of your content on to deciding whether or not to stay on your website or to leave and go to somebody else's website that has better content. So that is super, super important. Number four is mobile friendliness. And again, I don't need, this is not, you know, you're not hearing this for the first time. I know this, but the reason why it's still a bare minimum SEO is for a couple of reasons. One is because Google now looks at your mobile website and will index your mobile website before they even look at your desktop site. So it's really important that it's formatted correctly. It's optimized. It's easy to use. There's no broken shit on there. And sorry, I'm a swearer. You're going to hear swear words if that's not your thing. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, making sure that, you know, simple things like they, people don't have to zoom in to read the content or, or slide across the screen to see the whole sentence. Like that's so annoying. Turning off pop-ups on your mobile site because that is annoying. And Google have also said that's annoying. So turn them off. Um, or at least making sure that they're not taking up a lot of space. They're not being shoved in our face, you know, within the first two seconds of landing on your site and covering up all the important content. I'll also do another um, episode on mobile website optimization. Um, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, and other things like mobile friendliness wise is making sure that your navigation is easy to use and it's always visible and the links go to the right places, you know, and simple things like making sure that the buttons are big enough for us to click on. So that is a really important thing to be doing minimum SEO wise on websites. And then we're going to move into number five. Number five is page speed optimization. I touched on this just before talking about the importance of making sure your site loads really quickly in under five seconds is ideal um, because people just don't have time to wait and they won't wait. Uh, we're impatient fuckers. <laughs> we will not wait around for your site to load or content to load. We don't have time. We'll click out and we'll go somewhere else. Um, so ways that you can make sure that your site is loading fast. Actually, before I get to that, if you're wanting to find a good tool to find out how fast your site is loading and how big your site is, I like a tool called Pingdom, uh, Pingdom SEO, no, sorry, Pingdom Speed Tester. Google it, you'll find it. It's yellow. The website's yellow. <laughs> you can pop in your website address and it will tell you how fast your site loads and then it will sort of break it down as well. If it's slow, it'll tell you why. Nine times out of 10, when I run these tests for clients, it's because the image file sizes uh, are way too big or there's been video use like native and original MP4 files, which is why I always tell people to um, upload their videos to YouTube, for example, and then put in a YouTube plugin or app on your site because that doesn't take up anywhere near as much space as original uh, MP4 files. And the other thing that can really slow down a website is if you've got a lot of apps in your website uh, or plugins. So those take up can take up a lot of space. If you've been adding apps and plugins to your site for a number of years, 
Uh, you just keep adding and adding, but not removing or deleting apps that you no longer use, um, then this can really blow out website speed and page size. So maybe go through all of your apps and plugins and get rid of any that you no longer need to free up some space and help you to get a um, your website moving faster. Um, and then let's move to number number six on my on my bare minimum SEO list, and that is technical SEO. This one people get a bit scared of. Number six on the bare minimum SEO list for your website is technical SEO. Now, this one people get a little bit scared about because technical SEO sounds a bit scary. Um, so what this really means is making sure that you have proper indexing of your website by submitting an XML sitemap to search engines such as Google and using a robots.txt to control crawl access. This also means fixing any crawl errors, broken links or duplicate content to, remove, uh, to improve website crawlability and user experience. So what you need to be doing is if you haven't already, then you need to set up yourself a Google search console account and submitting your site to Google with a sitemap. Uh, and you can simply Google, if you don't know how, to how to create a sitemap or sitemap generator um, or your website platform may have this already done for you um, that you can just grab from them in the back end of your site. I know Wix do this for you. I'm sure they all do. Um, so when we submit our sitemap to Google, we're sort of giving them a little nudge to come and crawl your website, check it out, and then index it. Google will then alert you to any errors that are going on, which we really need to fix so that they can crawl and index your site appropriately. That is really the crux of it. I'm not going to go too much further into technical SEO um, because this is the first episode and I don't want you to run away and not come back. <laughs> Number seven um, is local SEO. So finding or getting your website found uh, online in your local area, targeting your local area. Um, so this means claiming and optimizing your Google My Business listing. Uh, Google My Business is now called Google Maps. Uh, making sure that you have a profile that has all of the information on your website on there, including, you know, your open hours, your location, your phone number, your website so that people can click through, and then some information about your business, your services, um, and also having like some images on there so that people can get a really good understanding of what it is that you do um, and where you are. Um, because a lot of people will now Google really specifically um, for businesses in particular locations or suburbs or cities or towns. So we want to make sure that we're coming up in Google um, and being really visible for those local areas. And this is really more for bricks and mortar stores, uh, bricks and mortar businesses. Um, so for example, say you are a plumber or a photographer in Kyneton, because that's where I'm from, then you want to make sure that you're coming up in Google results when people type in plumber in Kyneton or family photographer in Kyneton or family photographer in Macedon Ranges. Um, so yeah, making sure that you fill out that business maps profile. It's also really important to have that set up so that you have 
the give people the ability to leave Google reviews. Those reviews are imperative for getting clicks to your website because people will judge uh, and make a decision on whether or not to click on your website link from Google based on the reviews of strangers. That is just what we do. Um, so it's always good to encourage your clients and customers to leave Google reviews because that is really, really good for your business, uh, for credibility, authority, um, word of mouth and getting those clicks to your website. Number eight on the bare minimum SEO for your website list is user experience. So prioritizing user experience by, we can do this by organizing um, content logically, improving website navigation and optimizing your layout and structure. So really at the end of the day, all this really means is making sure that when people come to our websites, they enjoy it. They can use it properly. They can find their way around. They can find the information or product or content that they're looking for really easily. They don't have to do a hundred clicks to find that information. They can buy things, download things, sign up for things really easily without much fuss um, and just generally giving them a uh, good first impression and, you know, not having broken pages and broken links and, dead content and all that sort of stuff on your website, especially important for mobile um, user experience as well. And number 10, and if you can hear my dog in the background, sorry, I work from home and have a dog. That's just life. <laughs> number 10, uh, and the final bare minimum SEO for your website um, for me on my list is monitoring and analyzing your results. Uh, of your website performance and SEO. So that is making sure that you have a Google Analytics and Google Search Console account set up so that you can regularly monitor your website's performance, um, making sure that you are looking at the key metrics such as organic traffic, your keyword rankings, your bounce rate, conversion rates, et cetera, so that you can really understand how your website is performing where it's not performing and what you need to improve on and, and including things like looking at how people use your website, what pages they're looking at and what pages they're not looking at, how much time they're spending on your site, what they're clicking on, what they're not clicking on, um, how, how many blog posts are getting read and all those kinds of things. Really, really important that you look at that at least monthly. I'm someone who likes to look at all my data on the first of every month. Um, and I have a really great tool that I actually invented to help me um, and help you guys to find that data, write it down, and then use it to brainstorm your content marketing for the coming month ahead based on the actual data rather than just, you know, guessing and hoping for the best. Um, and I will share that um, planner that I created in the show notes uh, with a link so that you can go and check it out and buy it if you like. So that is it. By implementing these basic SEO practices, you can improve your website's visibility, attract more organic traffic and enhance your online presence. 
I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Biz Bites with Technobird. I did it. I got through the first one. Woohoo. Uh, I would love your feedback um, on this podcast episode or a Google review or even just an email review. Let me know what you think. Happy to take your con- your content. Happy to take your comments on board and help me improve my podcast episodes in the future. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for joining in and I will see you next time.